let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, <laughs> and 19 for me. Cause I'm the tax man. Yes, I'm the tax man. That man is rough. Now dig this. Should 5% appear too small? Just be thankful. <laughs> I don't take it all. Tax man is something else, isn't it? Cause I'm the tax man. Yes, I'm the tax man. Now dig this. If you drive a truck, I'll tax the street. And if you try to fix it, <laughs> I'll tax your seat If you get too cold I'll tax the heat If you take a walk And this is awful I'll tax your feet Cause I'm the tax man mm, He's awful Now don't ask me What is for p.m. Wednesday, April 19th, 2017, episode number 573 of Oh Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan, and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. What's happening, brother? I guess we're just in the studio, you know, doing eps. Burning off eps. Oh Yeah Dude America, through the eyes of two American-Americans. You know. Is your smartphone running low on battery life? Well, pretty soon, Seth. <laughs> pretty soon, Seth, you might be able to swipe some juice from your friend's device, if you know what I mean. Sony recently earned a patent allowing for two consumer devices, such as smartphones, to transfer power between each other. Finally. The patent was unearthed by a tech site, What a Future. The technology would leverage near-field communication, NFC, used in many smartphones to communicate with nearby devices or contactless payment systems used with mobile payment apps. 
In the case of the Sony patent, NFC would be used to allow one device, such as a smartphone, to suck up power from another phone. When using NFC on current smartphones, users either touch another device or keep it close enough to transmit data. In the case of contactless, contactless payments, users engage with a special card reader at a retailer to process payment. That's it. That's all I've been waiting for. I can get a cell phone now. Because I'm not going to have a cell phone if I can't get my juice from you if I need it. Yeah. What, am I going to walk around and be like, I can't get juice from a dog's phone? Yo, dog, give me some juice. Oh, you, oh we don't low. have that Oh, we don't have that capability? Um, okay, I then. guess it's maybe harder than I thought because it seems like something that would already be uh, around. Uh, I had a friend who had a great idea for a app. Hopefully I'm not taking the lid off of his, you know pursuit of that i don't think it's happening but he wanted to create something to where uh you could create a network between phones that could share uh that oh, they would share their speakers so and essentially you know when you're playing a song off your phone and you're trying to play for somebody and it's loud but it's not quite loud enough so the guy has to hold it up to his ear or the girl or whatever and so if there would be a way of actually making it come out of multiple phones at the same time to collectively raise the overall volume of you know being able to share music yeah, terrible idea <laughs> but anyway uh, you know, my, my, my my biggest fucking complaint about my phone is whenever i'm sharing a song with a lady it's not loud enough i wish we'd had some nfc tech we could blast the speaks raise up the levels on that yeah <laughs> you hear that new chain smokers hold on now everybody get ready. Hear get ready get ready get ready get die Drop and die. I want to just <clears throat> remind everybody, Monday, May 8th, Young and the Restless, Tessa Porter. I don't think I told you a little bit about Tessa as her character, who she is as a woman. You told us a little bit. She's upbeat. She's a free spirit. She has a strong intuition about people. She's psychic. She's Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. <laughs> And she's broke. Broke ass, mark ass, <laughs> buster. She's living in your car. She lives in my automobile. Free spirit, strong intuition about people, me, you, cars, mechanic. Oh, man, Monday, May 8th. Can't come soon enough. That's exciting. Don't do me dirty, YNR. You don't want to face the wrath if you do. If it made it, if it wound up on the fucking oh, cutting room floor. You don't want to do me dirty. Those frames. Oh, my God. It's like Adrian Brody at the Thin Red Line premiere with his parents. Where am I? That's what I'll be doing on my couch. What happened? Don't want to do me dirty. You flying your mom out for it? She'll be out here. <laughs> I think they're doing it at Grauman's. They're doing a screening of it? This the episode? T- the TCL. <laughs> it's going to be really great. Uh, <clears throat> I was reading... Uh, Oprah Magazine. Oh. Hair. This time it's personal. Getting to the roots of who you are. This is a spring hair report. You know, maybe it's gradually dawned on you, or maybe it struck you suddenly, say, when you were seated at the back of a packed theater or crammed into a subway car and took the time to really look at the dozens of other women gathered before you. But by now, you're probably aware that something big and multifarious is going on with our hair. 
We have entered an age where rather than duplicating a few stock looks, ad ad infinitum, say that for me. Ad infinitum. Thank you. Women are breaking traditional rules of presentation and wearing an unprecedented variety of self-expressive styles, and they're doing that with courage, and they're doing that with joy. You've noticed that, right? I haven't. We're not going to be locked into a couple looks in 2017. I'm going to switch it up a lot. Uh, as much as we damn well please. Daily. It's a woman with a Y. W-O-M-Y-N. Fucking shit. Get intersectional and open up the catalog of looks, ladies. I can't be confined to this box. Yeah. You can't. You can't cage it. Can't tame it. Yeah. I'm going to wear it how I feel fit. I've noticed that. People getting crazy. Women. Women just getting crazy creating cut and color. Yeah, but you can only and styles. But you can only do that so much before your hair goes to shit. Ah, you're right. Before you And then you're like, fuck, I have to shave my bald. head and like grow it out again. Right. Sinead you O'Connor, end up bald. A generation of bald women. What happened? Well, in 2017, everyone went like Oprah ham. said go ham. And so like everyone went Let crazy. Loose. Went ombre yeah. and then fucking had to slice that <laughs> shit off. <laughs> shit, no. What happened? It's true. Wow. What are you going to do? Um, Time will tell. We'll see. Good luck with that. Those looks. Those wild, wild looks. Serving looks over there in the subway, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am, actually. Um, I have two USA Today snapshots. Wow. I have two because they are related. Okay. Um, Prove it. I will. USA Today snapshots. Your digital legacy... 46% 46% of adult inter- excuse me of adult internet users believe that their loved ones will want posthumous access to their digital content this is a uh, arp survey of 3, 46% say 3, posthumously the the spouse will want access to their digital shits. content yeah 100% yeah. Finally, read those fucking emails you're always sending. Those contacts you never show me. I want to know. I want to know. Uh, yeah, so that's... You got to get in there. That really brought... Pertinent information. I know. Is it... What? What is it? Why? Is it pertinent? Unless there's a <sighs> mystery or you know suspicious situation in yeah, which the person... Buried treasure. Right. S-Town. I mean, essentially, it's none of your business. Ah, but if it was spouse. None of your, but if it was none of your business when your spouse was alive, then it shouldn't be any of your business now. Why did she lie then? Why? How do you, how do you know she lied? Unless... Uh, I'm saying unless... I will. I now I'll find out. If I could just get those passwords. But then that's really fucked up because then it's tainting this, this Who's tarnishing Ken? this image of Who's this. Who's Ken? Per- Who's you, Kenny? You might not ever know now. Or I might find out when I knock on Kenneth. Is this Kenneth's home? What was your relationship? Kenneth? To? Did you know Esther? <laughs> Kenneth and Esther. Um, well, it might not be. It, uh, because what it? you're asking for is what? You're asking for trouble. Closure. You're, you don't, why do you need, clo- why are you assuming that you need closure? We lived happily. He died in a car accident. Tragically. And now I'm mining his emails for dirt on him so that essentially this dead person who I loved can become 
something else in my mind now that he's gone. Contempt. <laughs> to cope with the death of my loved one, I'm going to find things that make me hate him and judge him. And then now that he's not here to defend himself or to explain any of these uh, things, I will draw my own theories and conclusions yes. that I will live Detailed. with forever until I, until die, I die and somebody goes until through my, my shit. my son goes through my shit. And this circle continues. Hakuna Matata. What was the other one? Because the other one is the similar. Other one, yeah. Digital assets. That might be more what I'm thinking about. 58% of Americans have not thought about what will happen to their digital contents if they die or become incapacitated. Incapacitated. Well, can you imagine being like, I'm sorry, just, I mean, being like watching somebody go through your shit, but you're like still alive and you can't do anything about it. And you're just watching them like look over at you. Who's Ken? Who's Ken? Can't answer I can't answer that. Well, yeah, I get, yeah, you're, you're dead, but don't you... Okay. You say what? when you are dead... Well, I mean... There are certain things I guess you might have to get into... It might help the person if it's not in any... It, it, well, nothing, I mean, you want to maybe... You might want to close out some account. I don't know how that right, works. Right, or you like you might want to contact like, some people that like, oh, I didn't know that you, you were... Know, I, I need to let this person know because you've been writing her for yo, 20 years oh, behind my know. back. Who is Gladys? You've... <laughs> Glad, fourth, all these old timey 4100 emails <laughs> well yeah but also when you, you you might need like to close account right don't you have to, maybe when you, so, you have to close accounts or shit you might need passwords but you, okay fine but could you do that and not go through their shit no you gotta go through their shit but I'm saying could you go through the shit and only search and only find the things that you need in order to close out accounts you could try you might stumble across something you could something. try I mean yeah, you could try. What are all these antifreeze Google searches? Yeah, there should antifreeze. be some sort of service that, like, you like a hire like, a stranger to do it. Well, it's like a third party company. Listen to okay. this. Okay, that somehow has the ability to like incinerate all of your digital content and media. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure there's stuff like this, but mostly for child porn collectors. Okay, but sort of that they 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 have some sort of a monitor on you. Right. That uh, upon upon them receiving the message that you have expired, that it just like like an alarm zrup, goes off. Like it just no, it just it just goes, goes and complete no, just digitally oh, goes just, and just eviscerates it just eviscerates explodes. everything. Yeah, just exploding computers everywhere <laughs> and people pass. Whoa, whoa, look out, look out! <laughs> um. I don't know. It's it's just so weird. I mean, it shouldn't matter because you're not you're not here anymore. So you're not here to defend yourself, no. but at the same time, you're also not here to to all take any of the off. fucking blame. Once you're gone, or, that's when it all comes out. I don't know. But I mean, it does seem to me that I mean, it's insane that like you're like you're gonna learn things about this person. Yeah, you are. Now that they're gone, that you didn't know while they were here. And they're not here anymore. So why does it really matter? Ah, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that our own yeah. insatiable curiosity. Well, my, I mean, could my my company that does that, Juicy G Enterprises, I will gladly come in Juicy and go through everything. Tell you all the good bits. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll read every goddamn diary this person ever had. And I'll tell you who Dale was. I mean, is that the idea to have full transparency in, in your waking life, in your living life? That's the only way to live. 100% fully transparent. No skeletons in the closet. Let bygones be bygones. Like no passwords, no anything. Just open. Open book. Oh, he died. Oh, it doesn't matter. A fool was a straight open book. You won't find any. Wait a minute. 
Everyone's hiding and cloaking and duping and scooping. <laughs> um, the images they were about to see would be gruesome, Jonathan. A woman bleeding at the Boston Marathon, a video of a terrorist stabbing a stranger. But the speaker asked the audience, please do not avert your eyes. You have to move past the fear, the terror, the disgust. You have to be very clinical about this, and you need to get to work. That was Rancho Cucamonga Fire Captain Patrick Lewis. For the last year, the Rancho Cucamonga Fire Department and law enforcement officials have been going around Rancho Cucamonga, teaming up with civilians, and teaching them how to triage and tie tourniquets on shooting victims in the way that CPR is taught in case of emergencies. They believe that people armed with these skills can save lives because they're often the first ones at a crime scene. Who's going to make the biggest difference? Rancho Cucamonga Fire Captain Patrick Lewis asked you guys. Now, in 2015, the Department of Homeland Security and the White House launched a national campaign called Stop the Bleed. Oy. Didn't know about this. 2015, I looked it up, Didn't, never heard about this which aims Americans, encourages them to be able to treat bleeding after a serious injury. They want people to be able to find the source of someone's bleeding, apply pressure with a bandage, and then a tourniquet. Tie a tourniquet as tight and as high as possible on someone's arm or leg. Don't be deterred if it seems painful. Stop when the bleeding stops, not when the screaming starts. Stops. Starts. Starts. Stop when the bleeding stops, not when the screaming starts, is what my tank top says in the summer. Sun's out, guns out, and then also, stop when the bleeding star stops, not when the screaming starts. How's the world you live in? So it's like a first responders course. It's like first aid, but it's now first Because responder. the world is a soft target. We are now out in our daily lives, running errands. I'm a first responder. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm an American living today in 2017. I'm a first responder. I'm at the market. I'm at the market getting a coffee. I'm a first responder. Tie a tourniquet! <laughs> I mean, if somebody falls down in the supermarket, you got to run over there and tie it up. I don't care if you're screaming. I was on the 2015 Stop the Bleed campaign that the White House somehow snuck that by us. Stop the Bleed? Why did you... I mean, if you're going to do a campaign, make it known, but unless it's called that and you're just like, God, shit's so bad, we should probably just keep this one. If you see something, say something. I know that one, but right. like, you really snuck that one under us, didn't you? It's called Stop the Bleed. What's it called? Obama? Stop the bleeding. Quit the bleeding. Stop the, quit the bleeding from happening. What's it called, though? Speak English. Stop the bleed. Stop the bleed. Hey, America. You cool? What's up? Yeah, just a first responder. It's a pickup line I use. Hey, I'm a first responder. Or what are you trained in? And I'm like, really responding to you right now. And I'm responding to that body. That outfit. Wanky, wanky. I got a tourniquet right here. Let's see what it can do. Holy shit, man. <laughs> Holy shit, indeed. You know what I liked? When we were in New York City, Yeah. all the restaurants, they have like uh, choking signs up, like what to do if someone's choking on food. I liked that. Is that not something we have here? We don't have that. So maybe that's like a state law kind I think of a that's thing. That's at least in the city. I mean, that was everywhere. I mean, that's a good thing. You need a you get a visual. This is how to do. This the is how Heimlich. to do it. Like I mean, because like the macarena. This is how you do the macarena. 
You know? Yeah, my father was saved by a yeah, complete yeah. stranger I'm in a, saying, in a I restaurant. Wouldn't, I don't know in what a the diner. fuck to do. I mean, you're somebody who saw him, realized he was choking, got up, gave him a Heimlich, and launched a chicken bone out of his throat yeah. or whatever he's dying on. Yeah, but I mean, l- quite literally, could have possibly died if that person had. People fucking do. Able, yeah. Do you know how to do that? I don't know how to fucking do that. I would just kick you in the stomach. I don't know, like, what you're supposed to get. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a first responder, though. <laughs> in America, as an American citizen, I'm a legally first responder. But you can't do CPR. You can't do the Heimlich. <laughs> so what do you do? You what do you do? I grab the nearest thing near me, and I use it as a tourniquet. And I don't stop until the bleeding starts. I don't give a fuck what they're screaming. <laughs> I'm trained. Oh, man. It's kind of a doctor. Essentially, sort of like a doctor. I'm sort of like an American doctor, an urgent care doctor at least. So the bleeding stop now. We'll just get you on a Z-Pack and send you on home. <laughs> you mean my leg is dangling? Yeah, 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 yeah. Put some tussin on it and just fucking have a Z-Pack, and you're cool, 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 cool. Oh man. Yeah, a lot of things streaming this month. Just go online and check out on your services what's going on and what they're putting on and what they're taking off, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, yeah, find out what they're putting on and what's leaving, and good luck to you. Just keep it elevated. A couple ibuprofen, you'll be cool. Don't worry about it. Sweet dreams. Well, Let's think about it. Stop the bleed. I don't know. It'd be tough to. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I, I I could probably give a Heimlich. I don't think I could do it. You'd be a good Heimlich. I don't Heimlich. think I could tie you'd get, it. You get. Well, I've I've got length. Yeah, you've got the it's like. I mean, my old man, strength. whoever the fuck got my old man. I mean, like my dad. Andre the Giant. I mean, it must have been a, a a fairly, you know. Yeah. Had to be a decent sized dude to get it in. Wasn't Ryan Seacrest? No. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Ryan Seacrest killed Jonathan's dad. He couldn't give him the Heimlich. Just grabbed his. He legs. said he could. He grabbed his legs and just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I. I could probably do that. I don't know. I I haven't taken like a CPR class in a long time or anything like that. I did all that stuff at one point. At one point, you were certified. Think so. Certified? What does that mean? Like a nurse? Yeah, no. registered. You got your like paperwork. A, like a paramedic. <laughs> what are you? Organ donor? You got your paperwork? No, I mean I learned how to like do it though. Like, yeah, I think I passed. Did like you a, though? <laughs> you talking about a swim class at the Y? Well, it wasn't at the Y, but okay. It's like a young lifeguards, junior lifeguards. Junior lifeguards associate deputy general, triage unit, <laughs> medic, colonel, mash, swim colonel. <laughs> <clears throat> maybe a maybe a uh, uh, maybe a uh, another course would be in order in order definitely to- a refresher at the very <laughs> least. You don't press on the back, dog. You don't flip him over. Get him on his fucking stomach. Press on his back. Uh, yeah. Do it to the BG. Staying alive. Do it on his back. Uh, 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 uh. I don't think you're doing that right. No, I read it. It's something about the BGs. Something. Oh fuck. Um, it's all right. <laughs> the wrong VG song. I did it to the wrong I did song. Fuck. <laughs> I did it to Living in a World of Fools fuck. instead. <laughs> I killed her. Um, do you know what an ethical will is? No. I didn't. Well, Is that like a will? Well. Will? Like, um, a, like a last will and testament? Question. What is an ethical will? Answer. Well, the short answer is that it's a love letter to your heirs. The long answer is it is an 800-year-old tradition of creating a letter to your loved ones, setting down evidence of what was important to you. 
Who might create a ethical will? Answer, a person who understands that the most valuable things they have to give are not material. One who wants to share some of their life so story. Poor people. <laughs> people that have nothing to give. No, 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 son. No, I don't have fancy riches or houses or cars or gold bars. But I have these jewels but of I wisdom. But I have these jewels of wisdom handed down by all the greats. Live and learn, laugh and love. Living, loving, learning, laughing Los Angeles. <laughs> Forget me not. <laughs> <laughs> love one another. Bonk. This is a person who understands that the most valuable things they have to give are not material. They're not, though. <laughs> One who wants to share some of their life story in a way that is helpful and enduring, but doesn't want to commit to writing an autobiography or memoir. Oh, God. Talk about indulgent. I was going to write an autobiography. Instead, I'll write a shitty newsletter to my kids. <laughs> Get over yourself. You're fucking dead. What is the... History of the ethical will. Answer. What had always been an oral tradition was first formalized into a written one in the 12th century when Jewish fathers began writing their sons letters of instruction about what it meant to live a worthy and ethical life. These came to be known as ethical wills. The value of this loving custom right. resonates today with people of all ages and all traditions. Okay, okay, I'm listening. What should one exclude? from their ethical will. Answer, language that is critical, negative or controlling. Okay. Ethical wills were meant to be helpful, positive, loving, and wise. Okay. So don't talk shit about your kids. Just be positive. Don't give them anything of value that could help them in their lives. Just, Just these tell them some shit. beautiful wisdom passed down. Generation to generation. You got nothing to tell me. If you don't have any money. If you don't got gold bars, you got shit. I checked your house on Zillow. It ain't worth fucking shit. Is that what I'm getting? Oh, no, no, no. I have something better than real estate. What's better than real estate? There's 50 billion people in the world. There's no land left. The only thing left is you have a place to like die in. No, no, no. You will die outside in the elements, but you will die knowing that we are all ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <laughs> Goodbye, I'm dead. <laughs> Goodbye. Did you learn anything? Yeah, that you're a fucking asshole. A cheap fucking asshole, Dad. Oh, man. Oh, man. Learn from my mistakes, uh, okay, and live righteously. <laughs> I'm so sick of all this shit. <laughs> the great thinkers, fuck off. Lots <laughs> of money, starving over here. Yeah, it's tough. An ethical will. I mean, fuck. You're assuming you're getting that when you're a little bit older, when the person is passing down this wisdom. If you don't know it by then. Well, I think a living will, I mean, an ethical will might be something you'd want to give maybe a little bit, just while you're still able to back some of it up. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everything I learned in, it was in kindergarten. It's like one of those books. <laughs> be nice to the next door neighbor. Share your fruit. Like, is this from that stupid kindergarten learned book thing? This is so stupid. Don't speak ill of people. Uh, what world do you live in? Love everything and be nice and don't have spite come from mouth. 
Um, it's all I know how to do. It's just spew trash. Um, a person who speaks loudly and speaks spiteful is a bad person. Uh, what? Ah. Uh, yeah. Fuck. How about shut up with the fucking advice, everybody? I've got something to say. No, this should be good. Love. It seems like Ugh. it's tough, man. I I mean, fuck. I what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I feel like I've been seeing people lately do things on the internet, say things, believe in things that I possibly like I probably once said or believed in or did. You know, and it's when you're a dumb child, though. No, not a dumb child, a dumb adult, you know, just uh, no, well, kind There's of nothing yeah. you're seeing on the internet that you ever in your life thought or did. Well, not quite in the not quite in the sort of shitty way in which people do it now, but that's not totally their fault either. Yes, but it is, it, it is a little bit, but it's a hundred percent their fault, but you're a good person you always have been you have a good heart and that's like you don't you well know I mean? but okay fine that's nice of you to say but there's definitely been times when i have believed in some sort of theory or or concept that i thought maybe was one new in some sort of a way that it was some sort of novel that it oh was okay no, no, no. new and that, that, you're like, that, that somehow the world would be an easier, better place if the, the, the issue was that not that this wasn't true, but that people weren't oh, you just, you're not aware, aware of this yet. Aware of this yet. So oh, let, me, as, um, let me take it upon myself. Let me tell you, life is really about love, not hate. <laughs> Great. If we could just learn to love. And it's, it's, such a, yeah. it's such a cruel trick that the universe plays on you that anyone who starts coming from that place immediately defeats their own purpose. I sort of like, everyone comes it's more of a turn place. off than it is a turn. It, yeah. it, you know what I mean? You definitely, you don't know anything. Well, that at these people. Exactly. And then, and that you, you make more people just, it, there's something so, it's so hard to watch somebody so self-righteously spout off their, their great, you know, concepts and understanding of the universe. It's such a, it's, it's like you, you're, you're, you're better off not saying anything. You're you're gonna get more <laughs> likes and follows or whatever the fuck. You know, <laughs> this word will spread quick more quickly the the more you shut up oh, because man. because you can't help but reveal what a what a hapless piece of shit you are. Yeah. The more you talk, it's just inevitable. I mean, we we know that from this show in a way that you know oh, God, people yeah. listen to the show and learn things about us that we never intended oh i didn't want to, anyone to know to that convey, but just from the repetition of it that we we start to you know we reveal ourselves in a way you know and that people do that now on this in this internet and then if i don't know you i can find you and just you know completely you know just oh, oh you're going after people now <laughs> well no 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 just yeah. that it's yeah, it, yeah. it you want to you cut the people you love a little bit of slack even if they're embarrassing themselves but once that's gone and it's just a stranger that you've found like lurking on feeds then you're just like this motherfucker like this son of a bitch <laughs> like it's wild you it's, know it is about love though it is about love and living righteously. Peace and love and right. Well, it is. Yeah, it's about fucking being righteous. I mean, I know. I mean, I mean that seriously. You know what I mean? 
Uh, it's about being a fucking stand-up dude. Trying. Trying. But trying hard. And succeeding trying, a lot. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta succeed like a lot, a, a lot. lot. A you lot. can't just like, uh, one time I did something nice <laughs> four years ago. But it's so hard. You gotta work harder. Yeah. The Mormon Church announced updated worldwide membership numbers. And they claim that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has tripled since 1982. They had 5 million believers in 1982. They're now up to close to 16 million. Is that right? They're that, building are they doctoring these numbers either? They could be, this could be Netflix numbers for all we know. Yeah. They're building five new temples. Um, Saratoga Spring, Utah. Pocatello, Idaho. Brasilia, Brazil. Manila, Philippines. And Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you get the numbers. You break the numbers up. Yeah, you you you, you take it to to places that are that really no struggling. Yeah, and be yeah. like, you want rice? Oh, you're hungry. I can fill you up with food. <laughs> with God, something better. What? With my own seed well, got, and God. Oh, but this seed's powerful seed. It's God's seed. To seed grove grains for my family because no, we are starving. Yes, yes, yes. But what's more important than food? Crops of the spirit. The crops of life and everlasting life. That's how they dupe you. Of course you're pressing numbers. Any places left where everyone's starving? Yeah, there's like the world is like collapsing. Let's get there. Where is it fucking falling apart? Hi! We're here! Put this underwear on. A promise. Soup's promise. Oh, you guys don't have the internet. Whoa. <laughs> Let me tell you something. About the world. Let me tell you something about a book I got. It is the internet times 100. It's all the internets. Oh, you've never seen an iPhone? Well, let me show you this book. <laughs> you guys are really proud of your numbers, huh? Yeah, well. You're really proud of your fucking numbers, huh? You fucking fake-ass numbers. I guess, I mean, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's, everyone's doctoring the numbers. Everyone, we watched 500 million hours everyone of Adam cooked, Sandler movies, they the, told us. Everyone cooked cook the, those books. Cook those books. Who Netflix, we've watched it's 22 trillion it, it hours of Adam Sandler movies. It thought what? of as like really bad, and now because the world's so fucked up, it's like a baby little white nothing lie. Nothing lie. Yeah. Push it. Triple those numbers. Go to the ends of the earth. Find the places you can infiltrate. Get there before Find other the people can. Find the most desperate people and infiltrate Who, them. Where, where is the tsunami hit anywhere? No, the side ties are already there. They got that they one. Got Fuck. Because you're really battling they're to like get there. They're like patrolling the water. Yeah. It's just like they're out on their boats. Like the Sea Org is basically going around looking for tsunamis to hit small villages. And then they come running in with like Soylent and fucking Flash's books. That's how you do it. Because you, you're competing against a lot of the bigs. All the big religions are trying to get to the places. The get little nooks numbers. and the crannies. Get the numbers up. <laughs> I mean, I guess the Christians and the Muslims, they got all, they're, they're all right. I mean, they got that. Numbers-wise? Numbers-wise, they're, they're on lock. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're battling each other. They got billions. Yeah. But it's the little, it's the little guys that need to, when they need the, to come up. The, they want to yeah, shine. In the Put me on. Yeah. Put, Put me, me on. I got some things to say. Let me spit some bars. We, let me, I got 16 right here. Check it. What's up, fam? Yeah, we in this. We out here. We out here. What? Yeah, you really got to get in with the, you know. But they're doing all right. I mean, it seems to be doing all right. Yeah. 
It's immature. Anything that you can create where, like, you get the money and then you don't have to give it, like, away to anyone like everybody else, like our president in every church. Those, if you can do that, you can become a church or the president, and then you just can, like— Stop giving it. Stop giving or telling anyone anything. Oh, no, it's all under wraps. It's cool. It's totally cool. It's totally legal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, how much did they give you? Really, none of your beeswax. They gave it to me. They gave it to me. They and I am a know. vessel for him. So, so uh, peace out. Um, yeah. Cook the books. Cook those books. Fuck it. Cook those books. Wednesday, April 26th through Sunday, April 30th is National Tattoo Week. I heard that. I got a little, I jumped the gun on that a little bit. I knew you did. I got a new tattoo. Well, because you had to, you can't make an appointment. Everyone's Who you saw, you got, can only see. No, you couldn't When get you're in. seeing the best, you get in when you get in. Yeah. Get in where you, where you Now, what happened? In. You were just out and then the phone, you got a text. You're like, it happens now or it doesn't happen. No. Because your boy has his shit on lock. No, he, uh, Derek Snodgrass uh, tattooed me um, last week. Uh, I follow him on fucking social media and he posted that he was taking bookings uh, for April and I think in March he posted that so I celebrity bookings um, I've been <laughs> podcasters only um, uh, yeah so I booked in with him I've been trying to it's it, I mean the, it, it's one of those things it's it's a combination of you know sometimes I'm not in a headspace to get tattooed sometimes I don't feel as though it's uh, I have the money to be throwing at something like that and then obviously organizing with somebody else's schedule so it just all coincided that it that it worked out For two artists to come together at the two same pe- time two, two minds to meet because that's what it is it's two people I mean you're going to the artist and you're going for their expertise but you are also bringing to the table you have a visual sense and idea there's a passion and an energy that the two of you create together. I would imagine on the yeah, table. I'm, I'm learning. Am I, I learn, romanticizing? I learn too things. Much? Well, um, no, I don't think you are, but but you are. I have because, a very romantic idea because there, that's the problem. Is that often? <sighs> it's, I'm too precious with it. Often the t- the most romantic ideas for tattoos don't. I don't think necessarily turn out to be very good tattoos. Really? Uh, I I think at least okay in. <clears throat> This is a this is my take a minute, but there's a few things. First of all, I watched a show last night on Netflix, which was in a uh, a reality show about an Australian tattoo shop um, called Moji Beach or some shit like that, and I I can't fucking explain to you the the level of of trash that we're dealing with here. I mean, like puts any Miami ink show type thing. I mean, this is like the lowest rent production that faux reality where it's just like everything's so canned. It's just like, they've literally handed these people scripts, but they can't actually read their lines properly. It's completely fucking wild. But then every client that goes in there has some insanely fucking sad story and the motivation behind 
And it's so awkward because they then tell the artist the story as the person's tattooing. And the artist is supposed to be tattooing. But at the same time, they're hearing this, like, terrible story about having, you know, spina bifida or whatever the fuck. And it's like, it's just a shit show. But then it's, like, so fucking forced and so awful because it's a reality show that the viewer themselves, I find it hard to even empathize with the people, even though the stories are, I believe, are 100% legit. And their heart's in the right place, but then it's just all within this environment of like, so all of this terrible story that you're telling us and this heartbreaking thing has driven you to go into like the grossest, shittiest tattoo shop in all of Australia to get like the worst tattoo you've ever seen in your life. But that being said, my tattoo was motivated by the show. From a, no, (laughs) it's, it's of the cast members. Uh, no, my tattoo was a, I, I. Decided I wanted to get a tattoo uh, for my grandmother. That's awesome. My mother's mother passed away, um, and I was a shitty grandson, I would say, in general. Oh, no. Certainly uh, an absent one at best for the majority of my uh, adult life. Okay. And... um, by the time I became uh, aware or uh, by the time I realized that and wanted to do something about it, yeah, she uh, had um, very bad dementia and stuff and was okay. not any longer in a state where I could really be make it right, do anything. She didn't. She wouldn't have known who I was. I would have probably you just confused me, her and set without. I don't want to interrupt, but knowing, having seen your tattoo and knowing what it is, I'm I'm trying to draw the parallel of what you're okay, saying. Okay, well, today. in my typical fucked up head, I had come up with something that. Okay, so she passed away. I had an opportunity to see her shortly before she died, which I didn't do because it would have probably thrown her for a loop, and she probably wouldn't have remembered me. And I didn't get to see her. Okay. And I, it's something that I will, you know, probably uh, carry around with me for a long time and regret that I didn't act sooner, that I didn't do more. Granted, she didn't live in the States. Uh, you know, I'd only been, she lived in the UK her whole life, and I only was there maybe two times over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And, but I could have made more of an effort, and I didn't. And then it was too late. So... When I was very young, though, um, she came to live with us. And it was right around the time that my dad was working a lot on on night court and stuff. And he was very busy. And my mom was busy. And it was a hectic, crazy time uh, of a lot of change and stuff. And but, but But a good, successful time. But my parents were both very busy. And so, uh, my grandma came in to live with us for a, a period of time. And I think in my mind, I always thought it was about two years or something like that. I think it was actually only about six months. But if that gives you any idea of what this <laughs> this relationship was like, uh, I was about eight years oh, old. So was like, she's been here forever, about a decade. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's been living with us for five years. She's been here for the summer. Uh, and um, I, she used to come and get me from school, from elementary school. She used to meet me. Outside of school and walk me home every day. And and I hated her. Um, We hated each other. I think we both... 
I think we both resented the 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 situation and the dynamic. I don't think she, she was didn't ter- want to be there. I don't think she wanted she wanted to be in LA, but I don't but think not she, around you. I don't think I think she wanted to be at Farmer's Market, like being awesome and like, you know, taking some time. She didn't want to be dealing with my fucking punk ass. And I didn't want my fucking old granny coming to fucking pick me up. And we didn't get along that well. Oh my God. We didn't like each other, I don't think. I think I don't think we liked each other very much. And I did some things to her during that time that were uh, cruel. What do you mean? Like, I think I've told some of these stories before. We, at one point, before, okay, this, the, before we moved to Malibu, we lived in Hollywood in an apartment, okay. in a condo, and there was, it was, a, it was, you know, it wasn't tiny, but it was small enough that there wasn't an extra bedroom, so she and I shared a bedroom for a period of time. Loving this. Two different beds. Thank you. Loving this. Uh, and there was two, two distinct memories I have of things that I did. One time I pissed the bed, uh, wet the bed much, you know, after, I mean, I was seven or eight. So I was, I was going to the bathroom, you know, on my own at no this problem. point. And there was like a, a, a freak occurrence of wetting the bed. And I remember waking up in a pool of my own urine, having soaked the bed. And I got up and I didn't know what to do. And so I woke up my grandma and I was yeah. like, grandma, I was like, I, I wet the bed. I've, yeah. I've wet the bed. And she was like, you know, in a daze, wakes up. She's like, oh, OK, well, let's deal with it. And she goes to start stripping the sheets up. And I essentially just climb into her bed and just go back to sleep. All right. And I wake up the next morning and she's on my piss shivering, piss, shivering yeah. on my piss mattress, like on uh, one tiny I little thought, sliver. At least I thought you were going to like say you like pushed her into your sheets. No, 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 no. But there was another time in the same room that she was asleep in the bed and I had a rubber skull mask. Oh, you uh, didn't. And I got as close to her as I could while she was sleeping. Grandma. And then grabbed her and was like, Grandma, Grandma! And she woke up to this terrifying skull face and I think I almost killed her. <laughs> so then... <laughs> oh my God. So then the other thing I did was when we moved to Malibu and she and I went to the beach one day. Oh no. And... Uh, it was just she and I, if I remember correctly. A couple of bros. Just a couple of bros <laughs> on the beach together. And um, I found a jellyfish on the sand. Okay. And it being slimy and icky, oh, you, I thought it would be funny if I picked it up and slapped it onto her bare back. Oh, my God. Um, and I don't believe that in my mind, I, I don't think that being a new kid to Malibu and not really having much beach experience, I wasn't aware of the fact that that jellyfish are toxic and that they sting. And you're just a Hollywood street rat. Just, you're just, just and a, now you're out in the Malibu. What the fuck? So I picked this purple fucking Portuguese Live. man of war up yeah. and I slap it on her back thinking that she's going to be like, ew, icky, like, and, you know, but trying to gross her out and still, you know, a, a bad motivation behind it. Yeah. And it sticks onto her back. Like yeah, it, it does. It stays there. That's for what a they second. do, yeah. And she's like, oh, what is it? And then she pulls it off and realizes what it is. And I see her face change, her demeanor change. Yeah, this devil child she's at the beach with. And then a giant welt and sort of. Yeah, the toxin started to set into her elderly her pretty, body. It stung her pretty bad, I guess. Um, my father reminded reminded me at that point. Told me he's like, you know, you could have like it could, that poison could have gone to her. You could have killed your grandmother. It could have gone to her heart. 
whatever, which is probably not true. But, but so true. anyway, long story short. Yep. My choice, my decision was to get a jellyfish tattooed yep. on my back for, um, in honor of my grandmother. And you did. I which did. is why when you were just saying, I'm like, how is he going to get to that? And yeah. that's what you did. So I got a, I got a, a giant jellyfish tattooed. But the, Wearing the mask that you had <laughs> and pissing mask. in a bed. It's a weird tattoo, man. Yeah, it reminds me of my grandma. Loved her. She passed. Um, Never got a chance to say goodbye, but I loved her. So that's intense. But what I to get back to what I was talking about, my idea was to get a small jellyfish tattooed directly on the place that I remember putting it on her back. I love it. And that sometimes we're motivated by too 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 romantic, too realistic, too too literal of a concept. And that it leads us to get something that although symbolic on its own. At the end of the day, it's a fucking tattoo that has to be looked at and seen by others that you're not going to get to tell on your stupid fucking podcast some long fucking drawn out <laughs> dumb fucking story. And so Derek was nice enough to just be like, that's kind of a weird place to get a tattoo, one. Two, that's kind of small to get because that, it would look like a little fruity, like yeah. fruit. That's not, I'm not supposed to say fruity. It might look a little soft, a little soft on me. You know, being a tiny jellyfish on the on you know my shoulder blade, like you know, I might as well just get like a you know, like a turtle swimming and you know. Anyway, so uh, he convinced me to get it larger and in a more much larger, much larger and in a bigger, better place. That be called your shoulder or your bicep? Yeah, it's my entire shoulder and bicep, basically. It is. It's it's an. It's intense. It's intense. Detailed and intense and dope. Yeah, and he's awesome, and he drew it in a way that I was thrilled with and th- th- I just was like immediately just like so the lesson is any, yes. t- any personal tattoo you're going to get is just saying don't get, just be get aware of the fact of that it's got to be a tattoo still that it needs to stand on its own as a fucking tattoo okay. the other thing is to maybe you know the, the idea of trusting a tattoo artist that they are technically supposed to be better at their job than you are you're going there to hopefully get them to do something that is that more and better of, of an idea than maybe you could come up with yourself, not necessarily just execute. Obviously people come in with like, they want like a photorealistic portrait yeah. of fucking, you know, Baba Ram Dass on their fucking yeah. asshole, you know, or whatever. There are people who are just really great at just literal translations of like, I can take a black and white photo, make it look like that, that aren't necessarily creative ideas. But if it, if it goes into the realm of like it's tattooing surreal. and like kind of surreal, yeah. then, then maybe, you know, memory, trust what they're, they're, you know, especially with placement and stuff. Cause it, it's like, I've obviously done weird placement with all my tattoos and I'm okay with that because that's sort of who I am. But like. People just get shitty ideas and shitty tattoos and they get stupid things in their mind and then they get them and and not like dumb, like, oh, that's dumb because dumb tattoos are awesome, I think. But like, like I'm saying, maybe a little too, a little too, on the nose, a little too romantic, a little too, romantic. you know, nostalgic, a little too, you know, something. Anyway. Great tattoo. I'm happy with it. I do love R- my grandma. Rips. And I feel badly that I didn't do more to let her know that, um. Later on in my life, once I got over the torturing her part, um, hopefully she knows that and understands that uh, wherever she is. Wherever you are. <laughs> that was... <sighs> <sighs> what do you know about Neanderthal erotica? I mean, not as much as you do. <laughs> Clearly. Wanky, wanky. <laughs> not as much as your... I'm talking about my real life. Not as much as your girlfriend knows my about real it. real life. <laughs> 
the last Neanderthal by Claire Cameron. Oh, this is fiction. This is well, Claire Cameron. She's a, I mean, based in Toronto. She's a writer. She's Neanderthals are among the last of their. Oh, this is about like them raping the humanoids. Well, it's it's (laughs) real crazy. It's you know, there's uh, there's not that many around. Um, They're teenagers. There's a long story about teenage Neanderthals. Yeah, well, she's a she's a young. The story goes back from now with a woman who's researching that getting time aroused and then going by that time. aroused by that time. <laughs> but the character's name is she's just known as Girl, and she's in her first heat. And hormones and population scarcity are such that eventually, no one, not Girl, not him, him is her brother. They can withstand this escalating sexual incest. tension. Teen Neanderthal incest. Tween Neanderthal incest erotica. The What's only that's the true. only erotica I read. We are rewarded with a description of incestuous Neanderthal sex. A leopard is watching from a perch. This is wild. Looking down as he lifted her hips so that her thighs spread over his. With a grunt... He pushed in, unsure, unsteady for a moment. There was a wobble, and then she wiggled. Seth, stop. And that was right. Stop, Seth. What, because you're getting a huge boner? <laughs> Thank God I have these drop crotch <laughs> shorts These on. drop crotch thick trousers <laughs> for this mad boner that's raging. This fucking caveman boner. I got <laughs> it's fucking going. throbbing bones. <laughs> he felt a glow like a hot ember move up from his groin and spread out. He was filled by the heat of her body and with the rhythm of how she moved and the smell of the earth around them. Whew. I gotta fucking... Who is this lady? Have a smoke, Claire Cameron. I gotta go meet her. Gotta meet Claire Cameron. What's in you? Is she doing a signing anytime soon? You're in jail? Are you in jail? Is this a lady? How are you not in jail? They saw this at Barnes & Noble? All right. Whatever. I can't keep track anymore. Indulging in all of her erotic fantasies, Miss Cameron... It seems that that's what people are doing these so days. So this is a woman writing about a woman doing research on a Neanderthal time. Yes, and then, and then going back and flashing back into those times. There, how is, are they getting these these real life accounts of these inner? Who's where the where? Do, who's retelling the story of this? From a Neanderthal mind's eye, and apparently she's only two percent Neanderthal. The, the author. The author. Yeah. So imagine so what me, you could conjure. I mean, for me, you tap it, into something, some this was DNA. PG thirteen erotic Neanderthal fluff fiction. Pulp. Pulp. Because as I was reading the novel, I was really expanding, <laughs> wanky wanky, <laughs> on the possibilities of true Neanderthal erotic fiction. And my book will be coming out in the fall. <laughs> Bantam Books, are they still a company? <laughs> Bantam is releasing my book. It's called Teenage Neanderthal. It's going to be very hot. Hot. Very steamy. I'm going to make a mint, too. Because people are going to buy this book. And then they will adapt that book. Into a f- flim. And then we will cast that. And so right now I'm looking at actors. <laughs> Already. Already. Beginning the processes for my feature film, 2019. Oh, man. Wow. People are indulging in their How erotic How cool would fantasies. that be to write a book? Oh, I'm listening. Make it, make it very, a, a very successful book. Okay. 
a successful Kill, book. Killing it with the book. Fiction. And somebody comes to you and says, we're going to turn this into like a franchise of films that you are just going to like rake money off of. And you never have to like. Do that's to, it. You've already your work. Do I have to do anything? No. You no. just have to say yes. Do I have to see him? Not if you no, don't want to. Not if you don't want to. You just have to say yes. And so what happens? The money just you send it to me. Everything oh, yeah, every day. We needed of from you. You're done. You're already done. You know we're gonna turn your small book, your novella, into six <laughs> films. That'd be nice. Fuck. Got to write that book. It starts with the book. Starts with erotic that intellectual fiction. intellectual property. Erotic property. Indulging in erotic <laughs> fantasy. Everyone, everyone's doing that these days. Everyone's just indulging in their erotic fantasies left and right. At least on the internet they are. From what I've seen. Do people Man. write books together? I know that people help people write books. Like, I'm writing a book about my life, but I don't know how to write, so yes. I'm going to hire a writer. I have no but idea. But do people, yeah. like, do, are there writing teams? Because there's certainly teams of writers that write screenplays, television shows, stuff like that. But are there... Novelist? Yeah, the Left Behind series. That was two gentlemen. I don't know what that is. Uh, Christian uh, End Times fucking series. That doesn't count, does it? Uh, No. I mean, nothing. Nothing. I mean, I don't think not good books or real books. That's probably a singular woman or man sitting down and putting their ideas on. Like like I'm a writer. Yeah, I write. With my four friends. (laughs) Who wrote a book. They made a movie out of it. I mean, it doesn't sound like the... Sounds like everything. It sounds like everything. It's like when people talk about doing things, but they don't really do anything. Like I'm reading like, we made the Baywatch movie. I produced the Baywatch movie. That doesn't... Okay. That doesn't mean anything. You didn't do anything. I mean, I guess you did because you got to know how to do things to be a producer, I I guess. phone calls. I guess you probably have to send some emails or maybe take a meeting or three. Yeah. But it's really, that's about it. You took a TV show... And then, like a lot of years later, you made a movie out of it. It's about as like stupid as a thing can possibly be awesome. to be able to say that you like do something. Fuck, I pr- I'm a producer. Why the fuck did we do this? I don't know. We'll just let's just pick a fucking TV show and make a fucking. I'm looking at billboards for Baywatch tickets available now. Why? The movie comes out at the end of May. You want me to buy a fucking ticket for it now? Yeah, it's like Star Wars. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Eight in cinemas now. In what? Fuck off. I mean, they did me dirty on the Dukes, they did me dirty on the Chips, and they did me dirty on this fucking Baywatch. They're going to do me dirty. I guess you can have some fun with that. But saying you've done every... If that's a thing... What? Like, I guess Baywatch is a movie. I guess. Because it's you have to go to a movie theater to see it. Yeah. So it's a movie. Yeah. But there's other movies that are movies. Yeah. That are probably movies. That are real movies. Actually movies. Actually movies. And there's books that you can read that are books. And then, yeah. and then there's real books. Right. And then there's TV shows that are real TV shows. And then there's TV shows. Yeah. And then there's music that's music. And then there's music. Yeah. And it's really now up to everyone to make a judgment on what they think justifies the meaning of that word. Music, movies, books, TV shows. And I, I think we're, there's so much of well, it. Well, but that's the issue is that there's no longer... But also the same... On the same... On the flip side of that coin, the people who, you know, you know critics' opinions used to also be valued. And now okay. there's, there's like one million 
you know, 800,000 critics as well, as opposed to like 18, you know what I mean? Okay. It's like, and so you, you, there's no, there's no, there's no channeling of that stuff. I mean, there is obviously there's people who curate websites dedicated to telling you what's good and what's not on all those but even those are so many okay. and so numbered and so faceless that you can't possibly, you know what yeah. I mean? That there's no one to trust, as it were, okay. you know, or that you have to work ex exceptionally hard to keep an eye on. But people that know what the people that know what they're talking about, right? I would or think. Okay. you know, or people that the you know they. And I mean, obviously, as adults, once we formed our own thoughts and it. opinions, we shouldn't need anybody to tell us what it we, is that we like. We don't. But we don't. We also can't always see everything or hear everything or so you yeah, do yeah. want to defer to some people Love to be to. like, I trust this person because it's a starting off point for me to explore things without coming up empty-handed. 90% of the time because this person does tell me things and most of the time they're good, you know? Yeah. But because there's now a kabillion people doing that as well, okay. it's just a fucking free-for-all. I mean, it's, there's no, but it's, it's, it's so cheap. It's all so cheap. It's all lazy. It's all lazy, but it's also, it used to cost a lot of money to uh, do all these things. I think it still does. It but doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. It can if okay. you want it to. But people make records in their bedroom. They make television yeah, yeah, yeah. shows in their closet. They make fucking porns in their bathroom. I mean, it's you can do everything. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it gets bought and put out as opposed to like, hey, you already made this, you yeah, weird which, fuck. Which, like, which, which I'm just going to buy your shit and put yeah. it out rather than pay you to go make something new. Yeah. Let me just... Still, you, you could still be good. I'm not saying like, it can't yeah, yeah. be good. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying the ability to do it is, is no longer cost prohibitive. Okay, or, or the sort of... Like, I mean, it is if you want to do a fucking CGI, like, state-of-the-art, like, action yeah, film or something. Yeah, like, we wanted shit. to make Baywatch. You know, like, but guys. still, people get hired to make movies yeah. that, like, made action films in their fucking apartment building, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 I mean, all of the tech is is there enough that you could you can do a pretty fucking decent job of anything. Okay. You know, for for nothing. Okay. And so, what is, so, what what is the fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes you not want to do it, kind of, because it used to be hard to get done and do, and now it's not, so who the fuck cares? What so it that? only matters if it's good. What? Well, it, that's the only thing that matters. Well, yeah. But that's like... What about that point in the bathroom? I want to get back to that. <laughs> I love that. In uh, Helena, or Helena, Montana? Helena. Is that the capital? I thought like... Uh, so hard to know the capitals these days. Montpelier, maybe. I don't. Vermont. It's very tough. It's been a while. You know, much better than I. <laughs> I think it is. But it's very tough. It's it's been a while since you had to learn it. It is. Okay. Good to know. And I don't even know how to pronounce it. And you know that it's the capital. Well, um, I mean that's a right. That's a. Some of them you just know. Some of them you don't know. Some of them are tricky. I don't know any of them, really. Maybe I remember having to memorize all of them. Definitely. And like it being like agony. And then Oh, impossible. And then doing it. How and many then states? immediately like oh. getting rid of it. Oh, gone. I got a C minus on the test. Take Perfect. I'm in. It. I can make it to sixth grade. I'm out. And I really don't. I know me a couple. Bismarck, North Dakota is the last one I know. Is that right? That's the only one I know. Forgot it. You got your C and you bounced. I'm out. Uh, a healthcare cost-sharing program offered by Christian Care Ministry is available in Montana. People who join MediShare will be able to access money for healthcare out of a pool of money raised by members of the ministry. 
The only stipulation being the member must, quote, have a personal relationship with the Lord himself, Jesus Christ. Sign me up. So easy. I'm so sick. Can you pay for all of it? Sure we can. Do you believe in Jesus? Fucking course I, don't I think do. It's not if you believe. You have to have a personal relationship with him. Oh, it's my dog. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Ask him. Fucking ask him. I will right now. Homie. Yep. Boom. <laughs> Give me a sign. Bam. Light went out. <laughs> Fix it. Fix this old busted hip. You can really it's like get the UID women's group, sort of. They got that. They got that little nest egg for each other. That's true. It's it's a community of people. I love it. Taking care of one another. Yeah, it's a beautiful cool. thing. And that's just what they're doing. Yeah. You just have to have that relationship, though. You don't want to get tripped up. All you have to do is subscribe oh, hip, to the show. My hip hurts. <laughs> do you believe in Jesus? I don't know who. Who? Hey, I have a friend of Jesus. To UID? Yeah, Jesus is my. Fr- no, not Jesus. Jesus. Oh fuck. Meanwhile, I'm over there with my new hip, just dancing, because I got a personal relationship with my boy. I go in there, you'd like drop down and like, shh, I'm, I'm actually talking to him right now. Shh, please, everybody, please, please, please I'm not talking please. to my bro right now. <laughs> Fix my hip. Ooh, <laughs> mystical. Whatever it takes for all of us, a lot of people, who knows? You know, people see fucking UFOs. Some people have things that happen in their life and they say, that was a spiritual moment and it's real. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The same way somebody says, I saw that. Other people say, let me tell you, I can't explain it, but something happened to me. What? I can't explain it. But what? A voice? A feeling. A feeling. Is that what it is? I think it's a voice. You think the actual, well, that's schizophrenia, dog. That's bad. A feeling is a cool because a feeling is a feeling. Yeah, but a feeling can do a can. Oh yeah, it can. can but a, a voice, man, that's like oh, you need to get put on shit. But dog, the best of them oh, say the they got voices. It. Dog, that's right. That's, that's right. That's what separates the fucking bullshit ticky tack shit right. to like the real big so league like, shit. No, I'm the big leader. Like I'm the one that heard the voice. So you're the fucking gook. <laughs> you're out. Get out. I got a feeling. A feeling better than a voice. Feeling is something I. Feeling is can real. appreciate and understand. Yeah, you know, I felt it yeah. in that moment. Yeah, who who's that? Someone's talking. Hold on, someone's talking to me. Oh, well, dog, then you're fucking crazy. Great pickup line here. You should smile more. Oh, women love that. They love it. They love it mm-hmm. when they're minding their own beeswax and you walk up to them. You should wear more makeup. You should wear more makeup, dress better, smile more, and grow your hair out. Hi. I'm Steve. Tycoon. I'm a tycoon who knows Taekwondo. Show me some. You want some cocaine? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Could you recommend a good book for a friend in the hospital? What the fuck? Again, you're in the bookstore. All right. But this time you convey the idea that you're a good friend instead of someone simply who's trying to pick her up. So I'm... Again. My friend, I'm lying... My friend's hurt his hip. He he's died. in the hospital. He's, he's dead. Died. He's, my friend died. He's on life support. <laughs> and I'm going to read him a book. Can you recommend one? Can you recommend a book that somebody in a coma would like? <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Um, you're such a sweet friend. Why don't we go see your friend in the hospital? Oh, because um, the, uh, the visiting... Well, the hospital... Um, it's a men's only hospital. Men's, it's a men's only hospital. Hot women aren't allowed in. And so... <laughs> clearly. Hence, clearly, a luscious brunette like yourself. 
<laughs> Do you need help? Um, some help placing your bet? You say this at the racetrack. You know. You know when you're betting on the on the ponies at the racetrack, all the, the single, single beauties hanging out. Just sitting there. Just like, sitting there waiting wonder, for a man. Wondering how Wait to... Wait for a degenerate gambler to come snatch him up. I, I, okay. This may sound crazy, but I just bought this lottery ticket, and I would really love it if you could kiss it for good luck. Ew. Have the ticket in front of you. Show her the ticket. And then she'll put be it in trem- front of your mouth. Stick it <laughs> and in then her... Right stick as she down, goes to get- jam it down her throat. She'll be tremendously flattered that you think that she might be good luck. This is... Wrapping her in your dick <laughs> with a rubber band. Take your dick out. Say it's a magic ticket dick. <laughs> Whatever I win, I'll split with Whatever you. Whatever I win, I'll give you some of it at the end. Something happens. Um, some friends of mine are uh, throwing a party on Saturday. Would you like to come? Well, that's... I guess, but there has to be fine. a party... Because oh, because this is a lie. This is, again, it's a lie. This You're, is crazy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, uh, 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 the, that's a, that's that's. I mean, that sounded normal. Hey, it did my friends are having a party? Assuming that you have friends, you don't, <laughs> because you're a psychopath saying these lines in the world. Your friends aren't having a party. If they are, it would be legitimate. But the the basic, as you summed up, the crux of this is, is lying. to lie. So like you said before, if it's just to establish verbal communication, couldn't you, if, if you have the, the, the balls to do that, to walk up to a stranger and start, strike up a conversation, why not base it in some reality so that the house of cards can stay up longer before it crumbles? Yeah. This I, is right off, this is right out of the gate, just building... It, it just the it's found, just very foundation based on is a dupe. Complete, total dupe. I mean, the only the short term ones of like, can you walk me to the post office? Oh, I didn't really need to go here. At least that, you know, conveys the fact that like I just lied to you in order to get you to talk to me. But within the same, as opposed happens, to like a week yeah. later, like how's your friend doing? Uh, your, is your friend dead yet? Yeah, no. <laughs> what I tell you, I I've, I'm juggling this lie with three different women. Does he bite? You say this to a woman um, to, that has her it's dog a with her. Child, <laughs> is this young. This little, this little, this little monster bite. Women love uh, to have their dogs petted and admired. They also love to be told how gentle their dog is because it's a reflection on them. Oh man, this man's still alive. I want to meet this him. Man is directing. Major p- motion picture films. I'm going to punch him in the sternum. I don't know what the sternum He's is. Still making money. He did it. He updated it in 2000. People are still buying that fucking 2000 book. What do bean sprouts taste like? You say this in the health food store because women love to get into long explanations of their fetishes. Whoa. Whoa. You know that old Whoa. bean sprout bean sprout fetish. Ooh, I got a Brussels sprout fetish. It's such a I, presumptuous, horrible... I, take on this whole idea and everything it's it's bad it's bad he did a lot of damage american damage do you think that he's a he do you think anyone like do you think in his family like people have like women in his family have called him out since then or do you think anyone do you think he knows that he did something that wasn't cool he thinks he changed the world for the better Uh, uh, he thinks that he He made that there's men 
that he, are like, if it wasn't for you, man. If it wasn't for you, sir, Lotharios running loose in the streets since the early 80s. I would have never lied to women if it wasn't for you. I could never have lied to every woman in my life. If it wasn't for your If it wasn't for your incredible lines that you warned me, the outcome would be successful. Um, this is Aya Dude, America Through the Eyes of Two American Americans. It's a podcast. Um, we started in uh, February of 2006, coming up on, uh, it's almost it's almost May 2017, and uh, we're happy about that. We, we this was, uh, what was this, 573, and we hope you come back for, uh, I guess 574 will be in Pittsburgh. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I guess yeah, that's right. so I guess we'll be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Very exciting. So if you can... Um, Come to that show. Go to uh, there's a click through on our website, or you can go to Brown Paper Tickets. I oh, yeah, dude, come see that show. And then uh, we'll do more and more, and then we'll go to Seattle. If you can go to that Friday, May nineteenth at the Neptune, please do that. We'll do more and more and more, and hopefully, just with your help, if you go to Patreon and you can, as we do the show ad free, uh, you can you can pledge to us so we can keep doing this show and. Yeah, five seventy. We're on five seventy three. That's great, and keep doing them. And um, tell a friend. And call the voicemail eight 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 four two two three five seven. And uh, yeah, I, it it's it's an it's it is it's amazing what you're talking about. I mean, taste is a it, there's there's you know what it is there's a. God, there's so much. There is so much. It's amazing. It's a, which is amazing. But the uh, ratios. How lucky are we? But is the assumption that is it is it fair to say that the ratios are are worse than they were at another time? I mean, obviously, anyone that goes record shopping can go through well, a fucking I'd, dollar bin and see that there was a bajillion better, records made that music. are absolutely fucking unlistenable. Oh, okay. And they all those people got. Paid money by major record labels and got given large sums of money to go into amazing oh, recording yeah, studios yeah. and record fucking trash garbage. Well, you 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 know a lot about music. I don't. Okay, you you do. Okay, and and, and, and different types of music. I, you, yes, you love I know music. More, yes. Do you think? What do you do? You think music? I don't. It's such a hard thing to. It's. I, you don't want to sound like a. I would say that is there's music better then or now or now. Is there I'd a time say that, that it was better or? Uh, I don't know. I'd say that there's. I mean, how do we? How do we even get to the records? I think there's let, come out okay. on Fridays. Now? There's a lot more. Okay, that's good. I think. And, a lot of it's bad. Okay. And I think less of it is great. Okay. Great. Yeah. I think that's fair to say for most things that most most artistic mediums are okay. that there is more but not as much great stuff. Great stuff, like great stuff. That there's but there's a lot of good stuff. Television's great right now, popping off like never before. Films I might we'd have to really But is that the because numbers. the people that that essentially people moonlight or, or vacillate between both of those mediums and that the, the focus has been that there's more money or more artistic freedom and money to be made in television than there is in film. 
Whereas like, yeah, if yeah. music, it's like, oh, there's more money to be made in touring than there is in making records. So there's a lot of good touring bands out there that put on a great show, or just, but records nobody listens to in their entirety because yeah. they're unlistenable. They're just a bunch of cobbled together songs. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, maybe... I mean, all the fucking movie stars from 20 years yeah. ago are on television. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah, like you're saying, there's a lot of... It allows for, you know, narrative and story. But maybe movies, there was maybe another time if you looked at like... I don't know. You'd have to. That's what I mean. To, to do a yeah, detailed that, like, analysis. The people like, in the '90s were making the great filmmakers were making indie films, and that now the great filmmakers are making dope episodic television. Okay. You know, and maybe, maybe I'm just asking. I'm not saying, but I'm saying that that the focus is definitely shifting know. in music We'd as well. To, that some of the most talented people making music aren't making music of their own. They're producing music for shitty artists well, we're gonna that have, have to do, like that make bajillions. Of we're dollars. gonna have to go year by year in movies, television. In music, and then look like at hell. every single year. Well, I was watching. There's a doc on on Pet Sounds on Showtime. It's the 50th anniversary. Pet Sounds came out the same day as Blonde on Blonde. The same day they came out. So if you went to a record store, that's a pretty. That's what I mean. It's a pretty crazy thing to get. Yeah, you're not getting like. I mean, I guess what like Lemonade or some shit. Like somebody being like, this is like. But that's like there was only one lemonade last year. Yeah. Like there was a there was a stretch of ten years where like four lemonades would come out every fucking three weeks. You know what I mean? Okay. Or whatever. I don't want to say lemonade. No, no, I'm with you. But I mean, we're gonna crunch the numbers. We're gonna you and I are gonna sit down and we're gonna go year by year. But I mean, they definitely we're have do documented the golden age of music there. But there was a time, a, a, a you know, a, a gilded a gilded okay. era or we'll whatever. See. Well, look, I was watching a Steve McQueen documentary. Steve McQueen, they're talking about all these movies he made, and, and some of the movies, like, oh, those are like. You'd have to watch them again. Are they good? But in, at least in terms of their sort of stature, like these are really big movies. And then I think of the movie stars now, and they don't make they don't make the same types of movies. Is is um are the actors not possible to be as good? We don't know because maybe they're not given the same opportunities. But would you? I mean, rather watch Guardians of the Galaxy two or Bullet? I don't know. Would you? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What what kind of movies do people make? You know, then yeah. they do now. If you were a movie star, yeah. like, you know, yeah. a movie star then was Jack Nicholson. Now it's The Rock. So yeah. it's different. It's a different. Very, I mean, but one's very, awesome and one sucks. So you can interpret that any way you want. You'd be wrong. That's sort of what I mean. Do you want to see Five Easy Pieces or Baywatch? Yeah. Like, do you want to be an adult or do you want to be a dummy? Yeah. Like, it's really that simple. Like. What do you? What kind of shit are you into? Are you into serious adult shit, or do you watch fucking YA tween shit? I think I watch YA tween <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's gonna take a critical analysis. Yeah, we're gonna get year into by that. year. We're gonna have to go year by maybe year. Maybe, time maybe that could be take. a spinoff podcast. That's for gonna us. be impossible to that, go year by year. We do a spinoff podcast. That's gonna be tough to start from. We'll start from fifty years ago. With everything. I think that's fair. That's fair. Give <laughs> it's 50. like, because that's how long we've that's been how on. how old I point. am. So we'll start when I was born, 50 years ago. And we'll do whatever, like, I guess the most popular, or not even that, just what came out. Yeah, we got to do everything. We got to do I everything. I mean, there, there's a lot of sources that we can draw from. I mean, there's certainly a lot of reference material to start from. But what we're, what we're looking for is more of a, we're looking, we're looking for we a looking different for? wave. We're, we're, we're searching for a different wave, a different Are pattern, a, a different arc that, that maybe people haven't, you know, accumulated all of that and and drawn a theory about it. You know, okay. it's not that you can't pick up and say what were the top, you know, the best thousand songs ever written or whatever. Okay. But that we would amass all of that and see some sort of, you know, cumulative 
flow or change okay. or, or, or a graph of some sort that were like, oh, this happened and then it stopped happening. Okay. And then this is what happened afterwards or whatever. Okay. The Beatles are better than the chain smokers, right? Yes. Okay. So we're going to have to go back 50 years and figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Okay. It just seems crazy to me, though, that because what the chain smokers have at their disposal in comparison, that the the need to be resourceful and 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 the the ingenuity involved in making something on top of the fact that the just core raw product was more clever and more thought out. And obviously, a lot of those ideas have been exhausted over the years, but that there isn't like... I mean, I guess like the last band that I thought was maybe like making like a swipe at that at the time that it happened was Radiohead. Obviously, yeah, yeah. a million people will argue with me and tell me that that was just me being caught up in liking a band at the time and that time will not, okay. you know, will not treat them as kindly as it's treated Pink Floyd and the Stones and the fucking Beatles and the okay. Beach Boys. But like that I thought at one point that Kid A and OK Computer, that they are, you know, iconic, you know, borderline rock and roll masterpieces that okay. really, you know, the strokes maybe have 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 a, have a have a dog in that fight as well, but that essentially it's like once every 20 years we get something like that that really makes us kind of shake up. And but that's just we're talking that's just rock and roll. No, that's no, not I, talking about hip hop. That's no, not talking about, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like no. it's wild. That's it's, why I, I got to stop cuz you got to it would be there's there's so much but I mean, Great when you stuff. think about the chain smokers having that much at their disposal and can make so little with it, and yet the reward and reaction to it is 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 enormous. It's astronomical. It's an astronomical. The 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 the, the ratio. That's, it's yeah. astrophonomical, and that that is just gone on. That has happened in a way that nobody seems to bat an eye at it. To me, is like I don't. I don't understand how people just don't stop dead in their in yeah. their tracks and it's just like, be like, "What the fuck is happening? What yeah. has happened?" If you, you know? said like forty years ago, they'll make movies eventually where cars will like fly through the air and they'll make eight of them, and it will make more money in a weekend than you could ever in figures that in the seventies you can't imagine yeah. money in that terms. Yeah, but maybe those are just outliers. They're still within. Maybe we're getting caught up in a TV's great. Everything's. I mean, we're we. There's so much awesome stuff. Well, but the, the, the great. Know. Okay, the things that were maybe on an equivalent of that scale back then, though, we haven't forgotten about. Everything during this time that's on that scope is completely and totally oh, it's just, forgettable. It's, it's trash. just trash. It's yeah. it's it's disposable trash. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's like it's it's everything that was on that scope up until Titanic. It's like, you'll never forget it as long as you live. Like, like this is like a week goes by and you're like, wait, which one was that? Yeah. Like, how much did it make? Like, ah, like it's wild. We're going to have, it's to totally do, wild. We got to get doing it. It's a spinoff podcast. Analysis. We go, spin-off we pod. go year by year. What's the most popular? What was the most critically acclaimed? And then we have to go across all spectrums of entertainment and do it over the last 50 years. Good night. Impossible. <laughs> TV's great. Seatbelts. Seatbelts. They say he's not right at my door. Maybe there's a hippie trying to kill me. They say he's long.